Hey, you are listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Hey, what's up, guys? Got to take care of a few things before we jump into this week's episode. First, our ramping isometrics for BJJ program. It is a 12-week program all laid out for you. It's going to help you build strength and cardio in the fastest, safest, and most convenient way possible. This is how James and I have been training for the past year, and we love it. So we put this program together so you can just follow along, and we are certain you will see and feel the benefits that we do. It's only 15 bucks. Just go to GrumpyGuyBJJ.com, click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner, and you'll find it. Next, R3. Is this is our K2 D3 supplement. It is a combination combination of those two vitamins D3 and K2. These are two vitamins that James and I have been taking for a long time that really help us recover from hard training sessions. And for only 15 bucks with free shipping, you get a whole month supply. I was going to pull up some studies explaining the benefits of D3 and K2, but I'm not going to insult your intelligence and pretend to be a fucking scientist. I take it it helps me recover. That's it. So for 15 bucks, check it out. And last but certainly not least, we have partnered up with Dejitsu.com. They have a ton of awesome BJJ instructionals, and they have hooked us up with a discount code for our listeners. It's Grumpy10. So what you got to do is you go to Dejitsu.com, which is D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com. Find the instructionals you want, throw them in a shopping cart, in the little discount code box, you type in Grumpy10, which is just G-R-U-M-P-Y, and the number 10, one zero. That's it. No spaces. Boom. You get 10% off. You're up and running. They got a nice app you can download on your phone. That way you can take your instructions right to the gym with you, watch the technique, drill it. It's a pretty sweet setup. So once again, D-I-G-I-T-S-U.com, discount code Grumpy10, G-R-U-M-P-Y, one zero. Simple as that. To find all this stuff I just got done talking about, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com. Click the drop-down menu in the upper right-hand corner. There, you'll subscribe to our newsletter for podcast updates. You'll find links for the Ramping ISOs program, the R3 Recovery Supplement, and then under the Programs and Products tab, you'll find a link to dejitsu.com. And let's be honest, if you guys can't figure out how to navigate a website by now, there's nothing I can do to help you. So quit fucking around. Check it out, train hard, and let's get into this week's episode. And boom. Okay. We're back. We are back, both of us. Both of us. Rob survived the knee surgery. So far. No Chinese body farm for him. Well, I don't know where we got it. We don't know where his ACL came from, but Rob is not part of a Chinese body farm. So he made it out alright. Fucking A. Yes. Yeah. So Got a new ACL. Getting everything. Well, not a new. <clears throat> a used. New to you. New to me. That's right. That's right. It is used. It's better than your old one. <laughs> it is better than the old one. <laughs> Seems to be attached. So, so far. Yeah. So the doctor's advice as he was leaving was to keep you reined in. He looked right at you very sternly. It was funny. <laughs> it was like, keep him reined in. Yeah. Like, keep him reined in this time. <laughs> So we've been trying. All and you, I remember you cracked some joke too. I can't remember what you said. You said something like, "Well, we usually try to keep each other in then or something." And he just kind of looked at you and just walked off. Yeah, it was funny. 
He was, uh, he was serious. He, he was, he didn't was want serious. to see you again. No, he did not want to see me again. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to see him again either. Yeah. So anyways, it was good, man. It's, uh, you know, good, uh, trip or whatever. We dodged the weather. Dodged the weather. Made it to Vail. Had to be at your house at, what, what was it? What time? Did, oh, that's right. They moved your appointment. So I didn't have to be there until 4.45. Oh, instead of 3.45 in the morning? Yeah. yeah. But it was just a day or two after daylight savings time. So for all intents and purposes, it was 3.45. So, I mean, my clock says one thing, but my my mind says another. So, and uh, yeah, made it there. Made it back, got you set up, been in the gym a few times, helping yelling at people yelling at people and stirring up shit and sicking Randy on me and See that's my that's gonna be my I'm gonna gamify my system here while I'm laid up, can't do anything. I'm gonna start little inner gym battles. Little feuds. Little feuds. Yep. Like, hey man, he was talking shit about your fucking clothes guard. Shit <laughs> 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 like that. Seemed like that's what you were doing. Yep. Planting so, the seeds. Yeah. Planting the seeds today. <clears throat> Got nothing else to do. No, not really. I'm going to get you guys all fired up so I can watch some death matches. If I'm going to be watching jiu-jitsu, I might as well watch something with some anger behind it. <laughs> <laughs> this is too nice. This is way too friendly. It's going to be mad. Yeah. So, well, cool. And then, uh, yeah, you're uh, on the road. On the road to recovery, hopefully. Yeah, it's feeling better, man. Dude, I'm not going to lie. That first day... Afterwards, that's right. I was fucking hurting, boy. Yeah. Ooh-wee. And then that first night at home, was it the first night that was real fucked up? That I I screwed up and took that Dilaudid because it was starting to hurt. Right. And so I couldn't sleep at all. I was just yeah. That's the night. Yeah. That's the night I felt. I was got super paranoid. <laughs> so yeah. I'm sorry, I forget. Yeah, that wasn't it. So the first night it was starting to hurt. I was like, man, maybe I should take a, you know one of these pain pills, even though I don't like them. I knew they kind of keep me up, but I hadn't really taken this one. I was like, I'm pretty tired. Maybe I'll still knock out. Oh, no, man. I took that fucking thing. And just like, it's the same thing Vikings do to me. They, they kind of zombie me. Like, I don't want to move, but I can't sleep. There's no shutting the brain off. You're just sitting there. It's fucking ridiculous. But I remember laying there thinking. I had woke, kind of woke up or was whatever, just laying there. It was like 1 o'clock in the morning. And I started thinking to myself, man, if someone breaks in right now, I am, I'm fucked. I'm, I'm super fucked. Someone is going to break into that window. What am I going to do? They're going to come kick me in my leg. And I'm going to be fucking useless. So that's when I got up and at least got a knife and put it by my bed. <laughs> I figured, hey, if someone's breaking in, I might I might get fucked up. At least they're going to know they were in a fight, man. Yeah. Stab me in the leg or something. So. Thankfully, that didn't go down. I didn't have to fight off any intruders. Some might say it triggered some freaking psychotic thoughts dude i'm not gonna lie like it hit me that i was not like i was super high or nothing either like it, I, I was laying there and i just started thinking to myself like man i am super vulnerable right now i am useless so useless like and it just kind of hit me and then once that once that fucking path of thought started there was no backing out of it i'm like dude someone's gonna break in motherfucker <laughs> <laughs> so but yeah. i survived you survived good and now we're here yeah that was funny when you told me that <laughs> shit dude that's a terrible way to spend your first night it was pretty terrible so and then you had your PT session first that thing first the next thing that morning. morning like 7.30 or something 8 o'clock you managed to work out before she showed up and she got yelled at me for that yep cause I told her I was out there doing some upper body stuff you know 
<laughs> Dude, she looked at me. She's like, really? Are you kidding me? She's like, you just got code open yesterday. Like less than 24 hours ago. Less than 24 hours ago. Your body needs to be devoting all resources to recovery. Not recovering your biceps because you did a bunch of fucking curls. <laughs> She's like, your job is to lay down and recover. So, yeah. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. I, I listened. I know. You showed up to Grumpy Guy today, though. You're doing what you could. I was doing some ramping flexos. Yeah. It's, dude, it's, it's one of my PT exercises, just quad activation. Yeah. Just to sit on the ground and flex that quad. You know, like foot pumps and then flex the quad. Just get it used to firing. So I just implemented the ramping ISO. Yeah. Into it. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Doing some movement. And doing some, some isometrics. Yeah. Isn't going to hurt. Nope. So. And yeah, I mean, when I'm firing that quad, when I get to 100, like I'm not like selling out on it. You know, just... I'm, I'm making a move. You know what I mean? How's it feel without the nerve blocker? Oh, uh, it's... I've had some interesting bouts of pain, dude. Yeah. You feel, it's weird. You feel like... Or you feel it coming. Like this weight... This like... Your body gets kind of mm-hmm. hot. I'm like, oh, here it comes. And then like... This fucking surge of pain will go through my leg. It'll hang out for a few minutes and then it'll kind of disappear. Huh. And then it's kind of back to... Normal. Back to normal. Yeah. You moved your foot though? I was... Oh, Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Were you able to move it with the nerve blockers? Yeah, because the the nerve the nerve blocker was more like the top of my thigh, like yeah. kind of inside here. So my foot came back that night, okay. but not being able to dorsiflex my dude, foot. Dude, you're tripping out. You're killing me, man. Dude, it freaked me out, man. I did not like it. You were like, you kept commenting on it. You're like, I don't like this. I can't move my foot. I can't dorsiflex my foot. I, dude, it's super, because you, I would sit there and just stare at my foot like I was trying to bend a fucking spoon like the kid in the Matrix. Dude, you reminded me of uh, Old Girl and Kill Bill. Remember when she made her way out after she was in the, uh, the like, they tried to kill her and she woke up out of the, you've seen Kill Bill, I've right? seen Kill Bill, it's been a so long time. So, remember she woke up after the, she'd been in the coma for years and she couldn't move. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, and she ended up in that dude's pickup truck after fucking killing him. Yep. And she's just sitting there, and she's like staring at her <laughs> foot, and she gets like one toe to wiggle. But that's what I kept thinking of, man. When you're sitting there and you're like staring at it, and you're like trying to get it to dorsiflex. I'm like, dude, you look like oh, was that Uma Thurman? Uma Thurman, yeah, yeah. And Kill Bill. I was like, as I kept flashing back to that, you're in the back of the that fucking pickup truck. <laughs> Trying to get your foot, foot to move. move. Like, I gotta <laughs> move this foot. Was yeah. that making a lot of sense? Or was I, like, in a conversation on our way home? Or No, you were fine, man. Pretty, I was pretty lucid. Yeah, I remember really everything. Lucid. Yeah. When I showed up the, at first, uh, I think I, I told you it was funny because, like, they said they were going to give me a call, but it got to be, like, a, uh, like a while later, and I started getting all paranoid myself, thinking, like, man, I wonder if they're just, like, calling me in the waiting room or... Or looking for me. I'm going to show up and Rob's going to be like, where the fuck have you been? <laughs> and so I went in and they're just, and they're like, yeah, yo, yeah, Rob, I cough. Oh yeah, he's back there. You can go visit him. Like that's all they said. They didn't say like you just got out or anything like that. And I walked back there and you're like, like before you saw me, dude, you're just sitting in the bed. You're just like staring <laughs> off into space like so hard. I was like, oh, he's not like all I'm the way not back here yet. yet. No, no, that's funny because that was right when I started snapping back too. I remember waking up and looking around and figuring out and trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. You know, because there's just that chunk of life is gone. Yeah. You just, I remember getting wheeled into the surgery room. The, the person who was going to scrub my leg and prep, it for, prep, uh, prep my leg for surgery was like, hey, I'm the scrub tech. 
It's like, whatever, bro. <laughs> and then out. That's the last thing I remember. And then I remember coming to, staring around the recovery room, and then all of a sudden I seen you walking down the aisle. And I was like, I think that's James. <laughs> <laughs> but I was still by the time you got there I was still not fucking you were you were looking at me you were like I know you but I'm not quite sure and I was like I'm not showing you my boobies Rob <laughs> and then you started laughing and you're like oh okay I know what's going on now so you told me that story on the way down about that video about that kid that and whatever coming up. out and like telling the nurse like show me your boobies I was so afraid I was going to say some shit like that you were you kept talking about it like man I'm so afraid something's going to happen then I'm going to say some dumb shit when I'm all doped up yeah Maybe I did, I don't know. Man, he didn't, nobody seemed to treat you any differently. That's so, good. yeah, <laughs> that was fucking funny, man. Yeah, it took a few minutes to make it back. It was like, a, like uh, the oh, the guy who showed up with your, all your recovery machines and stuff you got. The, the I kind of remember, I, I kind of remember that. <clears throat> I kind of remember that dude going on, you talking to him, but there was not a lot of... Yeah, I could tell, on. man. I could tell, like, you... And and I almost was about to ask, like, man, you want me to, like, come back in, like, five, ten minutes, just kind of let you recalibrate? Because <laughs> it, it almost looked painful for you to, like, realize I was there and try to, like, engage with me. <laughs> but you weren't quite, like, all the way back yet. And so... And I could kind of sense that I was about to say that. And then old boy walked up and gave me something to do. He's like, oh, I'll show you how to use these machines. I'm like, perfect. <laughs> and so, yeah, by the time I came back, dude, you I were you, back yeah, way much, yeah, way more loosened with what was, where you were. You were able to talk to nurses and not say anything stupid. And That's good. Be coherent. Ask so. for some more animal crackers. That's right. Yeah. They brought you a salad. Like, hey, I want some animal crackers. That's right. Yeah. It's cool. That place is impressive, though. If I get my knee messed up, I'll probably want to go there. So hope you don't. Yeah, I don't want to. No. It's not my plan. I'll drive you though. I think I owe you one. Thanks, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, but uh, so now you got the recovery ahead of you. What is it again? Like how long to your? I think last time it was like nine months before I was back to live rolling, and that was still being kind of selective. You know, not rolling with big gorillas and shit. Yeah. Uh, I think I don't remember him, but roughly nine months. Yeah. So, through a long road, figure it out. Well, that's right, man. At least you're on the road. Yep. So there's an end to it. There's an end to it. <laughs> that's that's like, what makes it bearable. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's that optimist thing, you got, man. You, you got a problem. Forever. You got a solution. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and in the meantime, you can stir up shit at the gym. Fuck yeah! So. Start some rivalries. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> that was funny. They're like, James, I told Randy, you're talking some shit. <laughs> you done taking it easy on him. And I wasn't quite putting two and two together, like, because I thought Randy was done rolling. And then, because like, I was going to see if Kelly was going to roll with me, and she's like, I think Randy's rolling with you. And I look over, and he's putting his belt on. I was like, all right. And I, I could tell, though, it was like, whatever, you guys. Been... <laughs> well, when I, right, right when I, see, I can't remember who you were just rolling with. And he he was beating up Kelly or something, you know. So he's just kind of monkeying around. And when he got done, I seen he was you know like warmed up and fresh. I was like, hey, go fuck James up. And he just smiled at me. He's like, all right. <laughs> he's like, done deal. Uh, it didn't take a whole lot of it, it, it no, didn't no. take a whole lot of convincing. No, I know, I know. He enjoys it. He did. He does enjoy it. He enjoys it. So it doesn't take a whole lot of uh, convincing. Usually, just slapping hands. 
So and he's convinced. Eye contact. Fuck <laughs> Just yeah. eye, eye contact. Yeah. Like, oh, you're getting fucked. Got around for me? Oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's it. So, anyways. <clears throat> That's good. Yeah. So, uh, anyways, you got any notes or anything? Set around your house? No. Any dude. deep thoughts or? I've been watching a lot of instructionals. And yeah, I've been watching the. I've been watching the Wagner Wagner Roach, the new one you put out. Yeah. I broke down. Okay. It's kind of cool. Yeah, I mean, what is it? It's called, he calls it his like float passing system. Okay. Um, the first half, so to speak, is all about like kind of the knee cut and different things he does with the knee cut. Yeah. And then the second half gets into his float pass system, which is very similar leg. It's, a, it's kind of like if you're going knee slice and then you redirect back the other way to like a leg drag position. Yeah. Kind of is the best way to explain it. Okay. He said he, said, he talks about it, that's how he likes to pass a guard. Against people who are little real uh, leg attack heavy. Yeah. So. Yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, that'd be a good one. <coughs> right. <laughs> a good one for me to watch. <laughs> yeah, no, it sounds uh, sounds interesting. I finally finished the Donner Triangle. Um, whatever you want to call encyclopedia. it. Encyclopedia. Yeah, encyclopedia. Eight videos. <laughs> yeah, it was it was well like eight plus hours and stuff, <laughs> and. Uh, some of them. And on my phone, I don't have the ability to play them at like a faster speed. I don't know if there's a way to do that. But on my computer, I can. I can watch them at like one and a half or two times regular speed. So it's not that bad. But I watched the bulk of that one on my phone. So I, I invested all eight hours with little John. So, I need a little phone. <laughs> yeah. And uh, the best part, though, is when he started calling arm bars jujis. Oh my god, dude! It's fucking. I've never, uh, never imagined that you could call an armbar a juji. This so, is for John Donaher. Yeah. And you wear a rash guard twenty four seven. That's right. Just kind of goes with the, goes with the program. You're the smartest guy in the room. You can say what you want. Yep. So, but uh, yeah, it's good. I like it. It's, it's been. Um, it was funny. It's frustrating first because like kind of some of the. The ways he finishes the triangles um, a little different than some of the the more traditional, or just I don't even know if it's different. Just either or the way that he's explaining it is uh, and going about it. But I was telling you to today, it was like the epiphany for me was that it's you know not like trying to shoot the hips up and it's trying to roll over your shoulder and doing that like. You know, because you got to invert and and roll, and you know you're coming over your shoulder, and so you're getting that angle, and you're stretching them out, and you're able to kill their shoulder, and uh, and yeah, once I kind of made that click and started seeing that more, it's like, oh, this is how triangles are supposed to work. So it's interesting. I really wonder if he came up with that due to his his limited. You know, mobility because his lower his lower half of his body's fucked yeah. up from you know knee surgeries and rugby and stuff. So like it doesn't move real good. Yeah. So I wonder if he. Man, I gotta be honest with you. His fucking legs move pretty good for a fifty-something year old dude with hip replacements. Yeah. His, I, I mean, he's. Yeah, I. It's. I think his ability to move is probably more compromised standing. Okay. And under load, maybe. But like he but can, he's got good dexterity. He's got with pretty his legs. good dexterity oh, with okay. his legs. I mean, it's not like it's not freakish, 
but it's not like super, super limited. Stiff yeah, okay. Right, right. But even then, though, it's not like. But that is his whole thing: is that um, it's all about the angle. It's not about leg length. If you get the right angle, and that's where killing that shoulder. Like once you get that shoulder out of the equation, and it really is literally just an arm and a head in between your legs, and the rest of their body's out then it's that's such a small space that you have to make. It's like if it went that shoulder in there, if you're trying to lock up a triangle and their shoulders in there at all, it's uh it's really hard if you don't have longer legs or really good mobility and and so uh but that's where that that real extreme like shoulder roll kind of angle change that he uses comes in and it uh yeah, it it was frustrating at first, man, because it was I was I was losing triangles. I was not able to uh, do them well because I I literally had to retrain how I catch triangles because I would shoot a triangle and I train myself to like you know hips up, close the trap triangle and then pull them in close. And on the way down, I was feeding their arm across and then reaching up with the other hand and grabbing their head and and. The way that Donaher teaches it, and I found it be effective, is not worry about that arm because you don't really need it across if you kill their shoulder and get the right angle. It's to control their posture with that that hand instead of feeding across. You're controlling with that hand, and you're really selling out on scooping something. Like to him, that leg scoop is not it's not an option. Like that's just that's a triangle. Like if you're not scooping for that leg or scooping for their arm or scooping for something, like that's you're not really going for a triangle. And then if when you get stuck, if you can't get a scoop on them, because if you get the scoop on them, it's so much harder. It's hard for them to posture out of there. It's hard for them to really uh, like base and flatten you out. And it, it just it, it's a game changer, really. And uh, But if you get flattened out, if you don't do that, if you miss the scoop and you catch posture or whatever and then they flatten you back out, that's where like feeding feeding the arm across and doing some of these other things comes in because it helps you eliminate space and close things up when you're not able to get the angle that you optimally want. But yeah, once you get that angle, man, that shoulder just is it just pops out of there. It's it was it was the the elbow that was my big epiphany is like it's not their shoulder you're trying to keep trapped; it's their elbow. And so when you're making the angle change, paying attention to keeping the elbow and the hip instead of the knee on the shoulder. And then that way you're able to get the knee around the shoulder and come over the top of it. And then it's like, yeah, that's when it gets super tight. So that was my big kind of takeaways from it. That's good. But you got your 150 bucks worth? I feel like it. Yeah. Yeah, it was 134. I looked again. <laughs> but but uh, no, for sure. For sure. I mean, that was that's the. Um, I don't know. We we've talked about it. I mean, if you really break it down, obviously there's there's a point of diminishing returns with this philosophy. But like, what would you pay? Like, what would I pay if you came to me two months ago and you said, "Hey, James, you give me 135 bucks and I'm gonna teach you like two or three things that's just gonna completely change your triangle game. You're gonna catch way more people and just it's gonna." change everything for you how much 134 bucks is that you know i fucking pay that all day long right so if you get one or two things that help you out like then it was probably worth it and i think most instructionals 
you're probably going to catch one or two things. So that's the hard thing is like our instructional is worth it. You know, we've, we've talked about it. a lot of it is like, where are you at in your journey and kind of how do you approach them? But if you're trying to memorize everything in them, you're going to blow your brain apart. I got to actually go back and check some of the, like the front triangle. So his system is there's five triangles, right? Like, so you got the way he breaks it down. You got two categories. And the first category is your kind of front, um, like what, like regular triangle, right? So where you've got the head is the heads on the same side as your head. And so you got your head and arm through the legs. And so you've got your front triangle, which everybody knows you've got your reverse triangle, which is, you know, a lot of people know from the back attack, um, stuff. And then, uh, or then you've got your, uh, or that's your back triangle anyways. And then you've got your reverse triangle where you're, you have your legs back triangle backwards. Mm -hmm. And so, and his thing is if once you understand that once you have one, you have the others. And so you can transition through them and, uh, and, and start attacking them. And that's where people really start to get fucked. And you see that in like someone starting to defend the front triangle. Well, hips up, you know, get the, the leg across, get the reverse triangle, start digging the arm out. And it's like, makes them have to defend and come back and you get the, the angle you want. So you know, that's kind of probably the way that most people see that, but I've been seeing it a lot. Like people start like trying to come around and, you know, drop their elbow to the ground and come around. And it's like, Oh, all I got to do is just shift around and I'm on their back. Mm -hmm. Now I got a rear, you know, triangle from the back. So that's been good. But his other system is, uh, where you've got the reverse or the backwards. I don't know. I don't even know what, that's why he uses the Japanese terms, but basically where you have, you've pushed their head through so their head's on the same side as your feet oh yeah so like like when you snatch up from bottom side yeah exactly yeah, yeah, that, yeah that's yeah. one that most people probably know yeah. where you, yeah. you catch somebody from bottom side control mm -hmm. and a triangle from there so their feet are on the same side as your or their legs their heads on the same side as your feet and their yeah. feet's on the same side as your head so so that system there there's you know a couple two triangles basically whether you're wrapping around their uh, their neck or whether you're wrapping more around their shoulder. their shoulder but again you've got two triangles from it like that and uh, so I've been trying to work on incorporating those more because people don't expect I, those man I, I got a decent success with those <laughs> yeah yeah I gotta I'm gonna have to pick your, your brain some because I was I was trying to uh, um, I was drilling that today what I, I <laughs> I've been like molesting white belts trying to figure it out. <laughs> it's like I feel bad for them sometimes. Like we'll be rolling and I'm just like, I can't figure out how to get my legs and get it. And it's like, they don't, they're, they're fucking just, their mind's blown. They don't even know no, where they're at. And it's like, all right, I gotta let go of this. I can't just keep rubbing my nuts in the boy's <laughs> face here. So, you know, I want my toys to keep playing with me. But, uh, and I was trying to drill in today and I still was like, so anyways, it was one of those, I thought I understood it conceptually. And then I went to Until try to apply it, it. Yeah. and then it's like, no, I really didn't. I always call it an upside down triangle. Yeah, because it's really what it is. That's yeah, the way I think about it. And when once you once I was able to think about it being an upside down triangle, then I started seeing it more. Yeah, in that bottom position. Yeah, I, I'm seeing it. Like I've been actually kind of like like finding myself throwing for it, mm -hmm. and and uh, it just it at least makes people. Respect, respect yeah, it. Yeah, 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 you don't want to get an arm and a head, your arm and head caught in, in somebody's legs. Like, no. even if they don't know what they're doing, like, it doesn't matter. It don't matter. It's not a fucking good position to be in. So, that's what he was saying that that, that triangle, they're more popular in judo. 
<laughs> because they're able, they're, it's a good pinning. Like the way that your legs are, like you, you can, it, for, uh, you know, if you're on top of them, your uh, legs being across their chest, it, it? it's a really strong pinning position. Ah. You can just keep your hamstring like down. And so I guess in judo, if you keep them pinned Pin, for yeah. amount of time, then you win. Yep. And so he was saying it's more popular in judo because they'll use it as that pinning position, but it's uh, it's a super strong triangle as well. So I've been trying to look for it more. So that's good. Yeah, it's fun. It is fun, man. Yeah, triangles are, are fun, but man, both the the back attack one and the the triangle one. I mean, I'll I'll probably end up getting like all of his. You gonna get the Gordon Ryan guard passing one? Man, I might. I mean, it'll be I like. I bet you there's some good shit out there. I bet there is, man. Yeah, I'll pick up one or two things. Mm-hmm. And I'm really trying to work on that more. Like, I, I really. I, I It's one of those things that I know is there, but every time I try to, like, go there, I just get, like, all screwy. Like, just getting, like, using, like, more of my arms to post. So, Donaher actually had a good uh, post on Instagram about it where he was talking about with passing the guard. If you're the guy on top, a really important thing for you is base. You have to maintain some sort of base because if you don't, you're going to get swept and disrupted and you can't do what you want to do. And he's saying in the beginning, most people work on a kind of a static base, you know, where they're, you know, doing kind of, it's, but as you progress, you have to learn how to use more of a shifting fluid dynamic base. So as you start to get moved you're able to shift your base to accomplish what you need to and then shift again and so it's like you know it it makes sense because i can totally see that it's like me trying to do my uh fucking you know shoulder smash pass versus trying to do more of the leg weave moving around stuff which i'm trying to incorporate more and uh because yeah at first it's like man if i'm I got good pressure and I, you know, I'm low and I, I got my base and I'm going to, I'm going to operate from my base and, you know, just shut down their movement and, and go from there. But then you, you run into people you can't do that. To. Like they can move. They're going to move you no matter how, what you do, they're going to move you. And, and that's where I'm starting to find myself. Like I get caught and I'm starting to realize like, Oh, this is kind of that evolution. Like I got to learn how to, use that more dynamic base shifting moving passing every once in a while i'll get it it's weird man it's almost like you fucking like you know it's like you kind of just go with the flow yeah and all of a sudden you like find yourself like whoop oh hey i'm past the guard man this is fucking great you get this like little weird taste of it every once in a while and then you're like why can't it just be like that every time but yeah that's like that's kind of that next uh deal but yeah that's kind of a lot of what is you know gordon ryan's passing shit is so it uh, that's what the, this Wagner one's talking about it's kind of basically the way you worded it is having a not a rooted in base but like a dynamic base yeah you know that that's what he's talking a lot about i haven't watched the whole thing yet but yeah i feel like that's it's it's really interesting man like for me i i feel like because we get to roll like we get we actually get to experience like really high-level guys coming through our gym Mm -hmm. and they've been coming through our gym for years and i feel like i've noticed some evolution in the game Mm -hmm. just in their game and their approach 
And honestly, a lot of it seems to have been driven by the leg locks. Yep. I agree with that. It's changed how people pass. How pass the them. guard. Yeah. Right. How Pimenta passes the guard today, I wouldn't say it's completely different, but man, there, there are some there are some big differences yep. in how he did it when he came the first time. Yep. And and I guarantee you the big part of that is because fucking Rolly, training with Rolly and, and yes. having to deal with that like walking motherfucker all the time and so yeah i started noticing like that's when i started i started calling it uh keeping his landing gear up like uh, he's moving and he's keeping his his uh hooks in his his uh heels against his butt so i have zero space to get get an under ankle or get under or get a butterfly or reverse day leave or some sort of hook to help me start doing something with and i, I that was my thought i was like you know he's floating over me and I'm like, dude, this fucking landing gear is completely up. Like I can't catch shit. And and I started noticing that like that's that's what a lot of people are starting to do with their passing. And it does, because man, if you get somebody who's got that real heavy base and you do manage to disrupt them and they have to move, they open themselves so up to a leg lock. Yep, they're gonna be underneath yep. the legs, yep. Yep. And so you get like Craig Jones or somebody underneath you just coming and it's like it's just a matter of time. You're, you're gonna have to. That's what happened with Tim Spriggs, you know. Like it was just a matter of time until he made him move the way that he wanted it, where he got the opportunity. So it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's interesting because yeah, Tim was trying. He was just trying the good smash, like a little more static base. You know, he's a super athletic, no U world champ, man. So I'm not like obviously, but that was interesting. Like as I think about that match, like. Have you seen it yet? No, I haven't seen it yet. No? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good, but that's what it was. It was like, it was uh, his half guard, his Z guard against Tim's um, pressure passing, really. And he eventually, like, got that leg. He, he had, like, two, finally, on, like, the third try, he finally got what he needed. And, uh, See, that's why I didn't work with Paul Harris, because Paul Harris was too big. Too big. He, he, Jones couldn't uproot him. Yeah. And he wasn't willing to open up. Nope. He just stayed rooted in like a tree yep. trunk. Yeah. And yeah, yeah, yeah. The guy's just too big to uproot. So. Yeah. Yep. I mean, that is one defense to the leg locks, but it it's, is it's not a popular one. No. You're not going to make it. You just want to be a gorilla and root yourself to the ground. Yeah. It's a specialty. It is um, a specialty. A specialty approach. So, <laughs> anyways. Um, but yeah, I don't even know how the fuck we got on that bit. Instructionals. Instructionals, right, yeah. Uh, who knows? Yeah. Who knows how we t- end up talking about... Donner's coming out with a gi one now, too. Is he really? Yep. Yep, he's going to have a gi uh, series. So, I'm just interested to see, like, how much... Yeah, I'd be interested to see some highlights of it, you know? Yeah. Kind of some... Or some marketing clips. If there, I haven't seen it, like, a quote-unquote commercial for it yet. He's just posted a couple pictures. And just kind of teasing it, because, yeah... So he's got his like headlock system, his arm bar or jujis, I should say. <laughs> Juju guitar. You can't you can't start calling those jujis at the gym. They're gonna get thrown out every once in a while. Oh, I'm sure it will. it's not gonna be a normal term for him. <laughs> I can't keep a straight face when I say it. So yeah, he's got the triangle, the back, dude, the leg lock one. Like I haven't even, I never got that one. Did you? No. Uh uh-uh. uh I thought for sure you you had. No man, the back attack was the one that I that was, was the, the first, first one the I first got. Time I because I, I was starting to have the epiphany of like, dude, my back attacks, like really my, just my ability to retain the back was horrible. Because I just was so sad at I'll find I'll mount you. And uh, that was my like, dude, I got to fix this problem. <laughs> so that was, uh, um, yeah, that was the first one of his I got. 
Well, I have to get that. The problem is not a problem, but just it's really a, a, a super heel hook heavy bass system. Yeah. And so just that's, you know, rolling gi and no gi and really trying to like have my game translate easily to both it uh it isn't quite as appealing as a wider range system but that's why like i like rollies yeah. it's like fucking straight ankles you can do those from white belt on and you can get fucking super deadly with those things and then just use them as a to be annoying as fuck and then pass guards <laughs> I, I mean, even if you're not, you know, it, it uh, just get people thinking about it. Yeah, well. just Come get on people up. thinking about yeah. it. Yeah, I know. I was talking with one of the our white belts at drilling today, and he was, guy, he was saying something about like, oh, I get, you know, I get people in my clothes guard, and then I, I can't do anything from there. And I'm just like, well, yeah, you're a fucking white belt, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, of course you can't do anything from there. But the 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 accomplishment was. You got him to close guard. Close guard. Like you have a plan. Like we try to drill that into people, and uh, and and so he got him to close guard. But he was like, you know, I don't, I get you know frustrated, or he's like, I don't want to, you know, annoy my partners or whatever. I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I was like, obviously there's a difference between you just sitting there doing nothing and squeezing the shit out of somebody in close guard. Like you're definitely not going to make friends that way. But if you're trying to do stuff even if it's just control posture like you're trying to do something you're working from your closed guard and you have your legs closed and you're not letting them get open it's like if you got your legs wrapped around somebody can they pass your guard i remember i forget if like either lance or kevin or probably both had this talk with me and they're like can they pass your guard because and i was like no and they're like well fuck them like there you go so like don't worry about it they need to figure out how to open your guard or not let them get your legs around them and and so and i remember because yeah we had you know old nick henny and fucking arlo and those wrestler dudes would just kill me my only hope was to get closed guard on them that was the only hope i had and so i just would just fight like a motherfucker to get to closed guard and then when i got my legs around people they were getting they open. were not getting open man <laughs> they like i remember I, being frustrated by that on more than one occasion yeah but I was like, fuck them. Like, you're not passing my guard and I'm not getting smashed. Because, like, what's a white belt's number one concern? Not getting smashed. Right. Yeah, side control, mount. Yeah, bigger problems than, like, oh, I got someone on my closed guard and I can't figure out what to do. And so, it, uh, I was like, yeah, man, you just gotta, you just gotta do it. Like, you wanna, in my opinion, I think if you come out of being a white belt with a reputation of do not let that person get their legs around you. It is going to be hell. You're you're probably doing something right, and you're setting yourself up for good things as you progress. And so, but like having that thing, and and to me, I think that that, and if you if you get good with that, and you get good with uh, your straight ankles, man. If you got a good closed guard, and you got a good, I think the single leg X game, and that comes from the ankle locks. It's more that than like the ankle lock. But, you know, one, you get people thinking about ankle locks, they're going to approach... They're going to behave a little differently. They're going to behave a little differently, right? And it gets you using your legs. Like, that was the other thing um, that we were talking about. He was talking about, like, man, I just, I don't feel like I get my legs involved enough. And I was like, I know, it's, it's hard at first because you're so used to using your arms. And then you got to think about using your legs and then you don't use your arms. And it's like getting everything working together... But once they do, like, that's where all the fun and magic happens. 
And I think that you just start to learn your basic leg dexterity with that single leg X game that comes with the the ankle lock. And so, you know, if you're if you have kind of those two things and you're working on those, um, you know, I don't know, I think you're laying a good foundation for the rest of your jiu-jitsu career. I mean, we've talked about this before, but it uh, just came up today. So thought I'd talk about it again. I like it. Yeah, I think it's good. Yeah, if you yeah if you come out of white belt, and yeah, that is the story around the gym is like, do not let that motherfucker close that guard up. Yeah, that's that is that's pretty weird. That means yeah. you're on something. Yep. Even if you have no idea what to do from there. Yeah. Like, no, know. for sure. I mean, it's funny. I don't I don't play nearly as much closed guard as I used to, but like playing closed guard is what allowed me to start because it's. It's that home base. Yeah, man. It's, it's such a good. It is like it's such a good foundation. Yeah, you feel like so it's you, a you can build. Position. Yeah, you can build on that so many different fucking uh, options. You yeah, know, directions. Yep. So yeah. when shit starts to hit the fan, just get your legs around it, man. Get, your legs around. get back to okay. All that fancy shit's not working. I do that, man. I'll be times like, especially like with Trey or one of those wrestler dudes, when I'm just not feeling it, and I'm just like, dude, okay, this isn't working. All right. Okay. Close guard. <laughs> Let's work from here for a while. I mean, we just it, we know all the routes in and out of here. Yeah, 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 man. And it's just it's good to have that in your back pocket, man. You got that as like your your garrison or whatever, you know, like in the old cities where you had that last little fortress within the city where it's like you can always fall back here and then start working your way back out if you have to. But you got that fucking that that little fortress that you can fall back to. Yeah, closed guard is. It's good for it us. should be it, man. If that's not it, then yeah, something something was wrong early on. So, <laughs> I know I don't want to, dude. I, all you black belts, man. Like as much as the, I don't want to get caught in a lot of positions, like fucking closed guard. I would say that closed guard's like definitely one of the top. I mean, dude, I don't like you on my back. Okay, I'm gonna say like top five. There's only <laughs> five positions, but anyways, I don't want to have to rank them. Cause, but closed guard is fucking terrible. It's tough. Oh my god, dude. Yeah, it's, you get someone who really knows what they're doing and they're aggressive, and they've got that like that specific strength. And they're aggressive at breaking your posture, yes. and then your lower back's a little tired. Oh you know? man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it's a terrible, terrible position. There's been a couple times with Randy where I'm like, dude, just take my back. <laughs> I don't want to deal with fucking all of this. Right here, and then the back take that doesn't go any. That doesn't get any better. No, no, it's a moment. It's just, it, yeah. There's a relief in the transition. In the transition, that's it. That's all I'm looking that's for. <laughs> but, anyways, it's uh, yeah, dude, close guard is a motherfucker. Somebody knows what to do from there. So, agreed. Yeah. Oh, I can't wait to jump back wrestling, motherfucker. I know. Well, I'm already getting antsy. <laughs> it's yeah. Been four days, right? Yeah. I know, well, one day you'd be looking back, going like, God, yeah, I remember, man. I was four days in, we did that podcast. So, look at me now, choking you out. Fuck yeah. (laughs) We'll have the one year anniversary. So in a year we'll have a podcast. Yep. You'll be like, that's right, motherfucker, I'm back, I'm back, I'm back. So. So anyhow. Okay. All right. What else you got? What else do I got? I got all sorts of stupid shit. That's good. Cause I've been laying around, drifting in and out of consciousness for three days, basically. <laughs> That's good. Um, I got actually. There's a uh, 
speaking of Donaher, there was a quote that he had in the Triangle video that I liked that, that fit totally within like what we talk about. And I was pretty pumped. He said, he always preaches movement before moves. And that was exactly how he put it. And he was like, if you can't do the movements, you're going to really struggle with the moves. So you got to make sure you can do the prerequisite movements first. And I was like, Dude, I mean, this is, there's no reason, it, it, there's, it's not a fluke that the guy is successful. And like, you know, him understanding that, like, puts him on a, a little bit different level than a lot of jujitsu coaches who don't really understand that connection between how you move off the mat and how you move on the mat. And, uh, Wait, he, dude, he, that dude seems to have such a uh, innate ability to like, deconstruct things. Yeah. You know, and to see something, if you see something that works, and then to really drill down, like, why is that working? And yeah. then going all the way back. So he, he, he just, for some reason, you know, he's just born like that. Yeah. And that makes sense, you know, the movement before moves. Yeah. So, yeah, I was pretty pumped, though. I thought yeah. that was... Uh, oh, dude, you know, we cool. agree with that 100%. And that that very rarely gets preached in, in jiu-jitsu schools, you know, depending on the environment. But. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because he was, he was saying with the triangles that it realistically it is, it does have some prerequisites. Like you do have to be able to execute some movements. There are some hip mobility movements. There are some, he talks about like, man, if you're overweight and you got a big belly, like you're not going to be able to invert and do the role like you know do the move like you need to and so he was saying that unlike a lot of moves i mean like an arm bar you know it's or a rear naked choke like a rear naked choke i mean anyone can fucking do a rear naked choke but realistically not anyone can lock up a really fucking good triangle and so uh if they lack some of these prerequisites and of course he was saying that a lot of jujitsu people have these prerequisites to which and he said like maybe only 10% of people can't do some of them and to my fucking horror I'm part of that 10% <laughs> I still can't get my knees to the I'm getting better my, my it, t- it takes a while dude it's just a, it's just a, one of those things you just gotta yeah. fucking do it I know I know I was I was like shocked that I could not do this uh, it's like the double pigeon like yeah kind of, well he just yeah it, it's kind of like that but and then you're doing it, and Angela's doing it. I don't know if Angela pulled it off. But then I'm like, holy shit, I am the 10%. <laughs> so, but, uh, but yeah, that's what he was, he was, uh, you know, talking about. And yeah, that's, it is like sometimes your ability to, your problem doing a move, it's not, it's not, it's not a technical understanding. Mm-hmm. It's just, you just don't have the body awareness. You don't have the mobility, something. And, uh, and that's where just like, not, I don't know, like not worrying about, like you gotta, you gotta address those things and then just get the fucking reps in too. Sometimes people can overanalyze shit. That's why I've learned. I love jujitsu, man. Cause it really made me a better coach. Cause I learned that the value of the term or whatever that means to you. So like, here's how you do this move. One step one, step two, step three. Okay. So Go ahead, all right, break up, let's do it, or, you know, whatever that means to you. Because, <laughs> like, your interpretation and your ability to do what I just explained and showed is may not be what I, what what I just showed, yeah. what I'm expecting. So let's just, whatever that means to you, we'll just go with that, <laughs> and then we'll work from there. But 
Just you trying it, right? That, that, that phrase is funny, but yeah, that is, that's exactly it. Every time you get done showing the technique, it's like, but it's basically, it's like one, two, whatever that means to you guys. <laughs> right. Let's see. Let's see it. Then I'll, I'll use different, I'll make some different sounds with my face to correct what I see. Right. No, man. Yeah, that is, we both, uh, we both tend to do that. Like, we'll show a technique and then just kind of see what common yep. mistakes people are making and bring everybody back mm-hmm. and, all right, here's what you guys need to do to fix this and, you know, go, because that's, it is weird, man, how it's like something in the water or the air. Like, most people will make the same mistake. It's like, all right, well, all right. Let's reword this. Let's reword this or re-explain it. But it's just, yeah, that's fucking, it's hard. It's such a hard thing to coach, man. Jiu-Jitsu is such an interesting thing to coach because you realize, like, your words just can't really put into, you really can't explain the feeling of when you like do this just right like there's a feeling to it and it's like okay I'm gonna try and explain this to you I'm gonna try and explain how to hit a fucking scissor sweep but fuck man when you hit that shit just right it's like woo man you can't words can't explain (laughs) that like a good takedown yeah like good good judo throw a good takedown you hit it and you're like oh god damn that was nice yeah yeah it is man it is a good feeling so but that's what uh yeah, that's why I just got to fucking train. Train. Train and drill. So, um, all right, well, honor her quote. So, uh, I got some fucking uh, social rants. Yes. These are my favorite. <laughs> Do you? Fuck yeah. So, I, I realized the other day that when I was a kid, have you ever, have you ever heard the term misogyny or misogynist? Not when I was a kid. I never no. got referred to it in my... What would you refer to somebody who's fucking what we what we know of as a misogynist now? Like who who of our friends is the biggest misogynist? <laughs> no 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 no. Like what would you have called them? What would we have called them? Well, I don't know. An asshole, I guess. I, I sexist. Sexist, I guess. Yeah. Sexist. Sexist. Yeah. You ever Chauvinist. Hear, you ever, yeah. Do you ever hear sexist anymore? Um. No. No. I don't. It dawned on me. You know why? No. Because sexist is a bi-gender term. Misogyny's not. Misogyny is specifically men doing it against women. Okay. And so by getting, by, by highlighting this term and making it replace sexist, it makes it seem like only men can be sexist. Hmm. What got you thinking about this? I don't know, man. Did something set you off? You I can't this? remember. Well, it was International Women's Day recently, <laughs> and that just fucking set me off. I had to unfriend people based on shit they posted on social media. I was fucking livid. I was like, get the fuck out of here. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. <laughs> what were some unfriending posts? Oh, the, 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 well, they weren't like friends. That's the thing. Like Most of my social media friends aren't friends. They're just right. like fucking people. I told you about the one. This was hilarious. This would be a good story. <laughs> Fucking International Women's Day pissed me off. <laughs> Sorry. I love women, man. Like, oh. obviously, you know, I'm married to one. <laughs> oh, I'm going to dig into this one, but please proceed. This is fucking great. So, one of the posts was this girl who posted something. I, I told you the story. This is fucking outrageous. Fucking outrageous. She posted a picture of her and her mom, her two you know, white ladies, and she posted and said, like, I'm, I want to say how happy I am for all of the great women in my life, and blah, 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 women, women, women. 
But she spelled women with an X. W-O-M-X-N. Oh, you told me this. I remember this story now. Yeah, Wo- right. Womxman. Yeah. And of course, she did it enough times where it's like, this isn't a typo. What the fuck is this? I gotta check the comments here. Because you can see there's a fucking lot of comments. So I check. And I'm able to piece together that she's like, well, some women don't feel included by the term women. So we have to use Womexman so that it's inclusive of all women. Like literally, man, literally. This is, this is how she's explaining that, uh, how this goes. So somebody comes on, right? And this is where the fucking best part is, right? So she's virtue signaling to a call-out community, and then she gets called out. This is fucking awesome. She gets called out because she posted a picture of two, two cis white women. Basically, two straight white women. Her and her mom, right? Her and her mom. And, and using this term, Womexman, and talking about, like, you know, uh, how happy she is to have all these women, and that it's just, it, what, it's not sensitive for her to, to talk about this and then post a picture of two white women. <laughs> and she fucking backed down. She agreed. She was like, oh, I'm so sorry. I never even thought of that. I'm going to be more sensitive in future posts and make sure that I'm including more women of, you know, other sexual orientations and races and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, oh, my God. Like, the fucking world is going insane right now, man. <laughs> going insane. Absolutely insane. So that was an unfriending. Like, I had I, to I, I had to fucking stop. I was like, I can't take any more of your posts. No. Like, you're done. So... Womax, huh? Womaxman. W-O-M... Drop the A? Yeah, yeah. W-O-M-X-N. X-N, yeah. Per- apparently some women don't feel included by the term women. And... That is unfortunate. Dude, it's just... It is insane. Like, the whole weirdness of it right so like according to the way that these people think this is where shit gets fuzzy right is because it's not gender based anymore it's not like uh there is no gender you are just what you want to be so if you know i I think i've talked about this before like that's at odds with things like women's rights because that's based on you being a woman and it's at odds with gay rights because being gay is you liking the same sex i'm an xx i usually like xy's but i don't i like other xx's or vice versa right like that's how you define so if you're gonna like you know like and so if you're a gay man and there's a woman who says that she is a trans man she identifies as a man she's a trans man still got all the girl parts you won't have sex with me well you're a homophobe you're a transphobe. Like, that's how this works. That's how this works. That's how this works. And, because we got talking about this because, the, like, the other thing I got down here is the, uh, the transgender thing. Because, again, like, you know, having uh, transgender women who used to be men, especially went through puberty as men, able to compete against biological women is insanity it's fucking insanity insanity but again because if you if there is no such thing as gender if there's no science chromosome based gender identity then there are no women's rights there are no gay rights because there are no women there are no gays <laughs> it's fucking crazy to think about it's all just eating itself 
But it's not going to eat itself. It'll just get more and more ridiculous. Man, eventually the trans... Like, the problem is most of this is being driven by the fucking super, 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 super far left trans uh, activists. Like, that. Like they're the ones who are driving this train off the... In, like, just right off in the a crazy town, man. Because, yeah. like, you know, gay people and women, like, this isn't their beef, mm-hmm. man. Like, they, this isn't it. But what happened was is you've got disenfranchised groups who feel like by banding together we're going to be more powerful even though our in-game interests are diametrically opposed to each other on in some ways. And so what's going to happen is, is eventually it's it's going to like eat itself. I think it's going to like the it can't keep going, man. It can't keep going. It can't keep going. I think the, tr- the the transgender women who used to be men competing against women, like that's going to be the straw that breaks the camel. I, I think I think it's gonna. It'll take like a big organization to stand up and be like, "This is absurd." It ain't gonna take too many dudes, too many dads watching their little girls getting right. beat right by dudes. Or like losing scholarship opportunities and things like that because for there to not start being like this is this is horseshit. Mm-hmm. I am not anti them, you know, transgender, whatever they want to be, whatever you want me to call you. It's like you know, Martina Navratilova said it best, man. I'll, I will refer to you and treat you however you want me to. I'm just not going to compete against you. Mm-hmm. And now she's a. I can't believe she got in hot water for that. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, I mean, I can. I mean, I can, but it's just it is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it is. It's Super totally ridiculous. ridiculous. But you know, we're we we we're in a sport that's relatively insulated from a lot of this sh- uh, social justice warrior nonsense. Um, and so, but it's you and I were talking it. about we're it, man. It Within the next like you know year or two. I think jujitsu is going to be facing I, the problem. We'll see it. We'll, we'll see some sort of high-profile case. Yep. See some transgender, you know, athlete wanting to compete in the other division that they weren't born in. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, it'll come up. It's it's bound to. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We'll see. It'll be so. interesting to see what happens. It will be. It'll be, yeah. it'll be interesting. I don't know. I think it'll. It's just, it's madness, man. It's, well, I mean, it's, like, it's, it's, it's unsustainable. Well, like if we were talking about there on the drive back, like if that was that, if I was at a tournament coaching one of our females, and some transgender dude or who is now identifies as a female happens to walk up out on the mat, dude, I, I I'd tell our female not to compete. I'd be, yeah, you know, I'd be like, it's up to you. But if you're asking me, like, no, it's not safe. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I mean, if that dude just wants to slap a fucking wig on and some makeup and say he's a chick and he's gonna come out here and just ragdoll you, well, dude, like, yeah, it's, I'm, not, I'm not gonna put you in that position. Man. Yeah, even if they go through the whole gender, you know, reassignment thing and they're on hormone suppressants and stuff, it's not the same it's not thing. The same. Man. You went through like, puberty as a guy. It's not yeah, the same thing. Yeah, your your meat sack is fundamentally different, you know, and and uh, yeah, this came. Uh, there was a good article on the. Testosterone.net, T Nation. T Nation. Um, it was called "Is uh, Are Transgender Athletes the Death of Women's Sports?" And um, yeah, they had a lot of good points. And uh, the good thing about T Nation is, man, they they got their science down. Like they uh, definitely dig into that shit. So they had a lot of good science that they, you know, looked into. And the craziest thing was that the what is it like nano 
nano, however they measure like testosterone levels, um, the level that a transgender athlete has to keep it below is still two to three times higher than what a natural woman produces. So it's not even like that. Even that's not the same fucking thing, even though they're like super low so that you're, you're not getting like a shit ton of, you know, you're, when you're talking like three versus nine, your performance benefits aren't the same as when you're talking like, you know, 30 versus 90. Right. right? So it's, it's not like, but it, it's still there. It's you're still, still you're still, you're still competing at a, a supranatural, abnormally high testosterone male hormone level and you got a fucking meat sack the in bone density and all these things that were uh you know that were formed in puberty and it's uh it's not the same thing yeah Yeah. i'm with you man like that's if if because you just never know too right because like the thing especially in like a combat sport that was the thing that's right that was the point that we were we were talking about a lot of these people and a lot of these sports that they're talking about, they're not combat sports, you know? So, like, even, like, Joe Rogan's talked about that. Like, yeah. it's a fucking huge difference between... Big difference between riding a bicycle and lifting weights than... Yes. Than trying to physically hurt each yeah, other. Yeah, punching someone, kicking someone, like, doing MMA, boxing, wrestling, yeah. where you're in a combat sport situation. Totally different. It's not the same thing. No. And so, like, can you imagine, like, some, you know, dude... Uh, wrestled all the way through college, yeah. and then at at forty years old, decided he's a woman and he signs wants to start taking up jujitsu. Yeah, signs up for Masters Worlds and yeah. shows up as a you know one hundred thirty five pound female purple belt. Like that's not that's not cool. It's not cool, it's man. Not cool. That's not cool. And and. Yeah, I don't know. It's so uh, it's gonna get crazier before it gets better, but it's getting crazy it's out getting, there, man. It's so ridiculous. Well, think about how many. I was just thinking about that when we were talking about this. How many episodes we bring up something ridiculous like this? We brought this up last week because I had to fill out that form that when I that said sex, yes. male, female, and then in parentheses it said gender at birth. Yeah. So we talked about this nonsense last week. We're talking about it again today. Dude. We've talked about this several episodes we talked about some sort of nonsense like this. It's just weird, man. I don't it's understand like weird. why it is so hard to like I, I almost like the like Joe's uh theory that this is just the height of the Russian troll farm shenanigans and we just took it way too seriously. Cause it just makes no goddamn fucking sense. Like no how sense. hard is it to just say like man, there are you're a man or a woman and if you want to change that, that's fine. But there's chromosomes in you that determine a lot of shit. And like, why is it just, it just it's mind-boggling. So anyway, <laughs> we all know. Everyone knows. But it is we're, fucking mind-boggling. We're fucking locked in. So, but anyways, <laughs> back to the, like, circling back to the sexist thing. So I just want you to keep that in mind, man. Okay. Like, I, I, I'm going to start refusing to use that word. It's sexist. I'm not going to use misogyny and misogynist because we're just playing into the fucking the PR battle. How often do you say that word anyway? Dude, it is thrown around. Well, I don't. But I'm just saying, like, <laughs> you hear it a lot, man. It is insane. It. It, it's it like one of those, it's like fun to say. So people just find reasons to say it. It's like, ooh, misogyny. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? It sounds like, kind of cool. If, it does. If no one told you that it meant something bad, right. you'd be like, oh, that's kind of a fun word to say. Misogyny. <laughs> ooh, I'm a misogynist. 
<laughs> and then they tell you, like, no, no, no. You don't want to be one of those. Oh, no, no, no. No, I'm not. I am not one of those. That's too funny. But it, uh, man, yeah, what's wrong with just being a sexist pig, man? Let's just go back to being Girl. sexist pigs. Oh, I offended somebody, with that. so you never know. Pigs? I'm sure. The pig humans? The pig humans? In the fucking farms? The hybrid, the hybrids. Yeah. The chimeras? The chimeras. Dude. They got rights too, buddy. They, no, they don't. See, that was the whole thing, remember? There's human rights, but there's yeah, no alien rights. So an alien is anything that's not naturally of this world. I don't know if that's true. I just fucking made that up. Sounds like some Alex Jones shit. Because then a computer would, would be alien. AI, I can't be it. AI would be alien. Anyways. I think it's a matter of perception. <laughs> We're never going to have AI, so I'm not worried about that. Or AI's already here. Yeah, like it's AI. We're not going to be fighting it off anytime soon. No, man. Dude, the more I think about it, like, because we're not just our minds. It's, it's, if you think about it, it's like, well, duh, right? You got your, your gut brain axis. You've got, there's the, I forget what nerve it is in the heart that actually has neurons and axes, uh, part of the, the, you know, you've got all your, your goalie tendon organs and all the proprioception things that allow you to feel where you are in space and, and it, it all, it all comes into consciousness, you know, it's not separate. It's not like brain plus, right? Like, it, oh, there's this fucking thing. We just unplug the brain and you can just plug it in. And it's like, ooh, it's like, no, it's like you, the, the brain is just the most high profile part of it, but it's all of it in its totality. So how the fuck are you ever going to recreate that? Like, how are you ever going to recreate the, the, the brain gut uh, connection. connection in a fucking machine that has, it doesn't eat. They, got, they did. There was that machine they built to eat organic matter. Okay, and then fuel itself. All right. Well, fuel there you itself. go. There so. wasn't. Uh, there was something about that because then everybody started freaking out. Like, well, that's what they're gonna build. How they're gonna build the robots? So they clean all the dead bodies up at the war. Mm-hmm. Send them out into a battlefield, clean up dead bodies, and they just keep fueling themselves. They kill you. They eat you. They got more fuel and just so on. See, there you go. But that's that's not like a. It's not around the corner. No, not around the corner. It's not even like. That's just computer program. That's not the same thing as like general, like giving birth to another intelligent. Like it's not an intelligent creature, you know. It's not uh, creating art or like thinking of. It's not. It, it, it's just doing what it's programmed to do. So I program it to do something, and that's what it does. It doesn't think beyond that. It doesn't expand it. Like that's what it does. So that's not. That's just AI. Right, so that's that's the difference, and that's where like the terminology gets funny because like we have artificial intelligence now, it's the general AI, like that's the thing that everybody's worried about. It's the thing that's just, it's not specifically programmed for a specific task. It just is, and it can take on tasks that it wants to or not, and that's where it's like, what if it takes on the tasks of eliminating humanity right that's where the that, that's where that that shit starts because if it's a general ai we don't have we can't tell it exactly what to think and then how to solve the problems and shit whereas the battlefield bot is just here here's what you do buddy kill and eat kill and eat yeah some general you know artificial intelligence thrown in so you can solve some problems but even then it's within like a parameter so i'm not worried about it humans are fucking like, we're weird. Like, to think that we could recreate ourselves or give birth to something better 
the hubris is insane. It's not surprising, though. It's not surprising at all. I mean, history and folklore. I mean, Tower of Babel. Yep. Fucking, I mean, Icarus. And I mean, so many, so many stories of humans trying to fly too high. <laughs> a little too close to the sun. A little too close to the sun. Getting a little too big for their britches, thinking that they're going to outdo the gods. And realizing, like, well, that's not good. Whoops, that didn't work. That didn't work. So that's more what I'm afraid of. We're going to create something really fucking ridiculously stupid in this attempt. I'm not worried about AI. It's like, what, what, what dangerous thing is going to come about in our search for it? You know, but I think it'll be self-correcting. I, that's the thing that I don't, I don't see. We're not this fucking cocoon giving birth to this beautiful new thing. <laughs> like, no. Like, we might give retarded, you know, retarded stepchild or something like that. That grows up hating us and wanting to kill us, but <laughs> it sounds a little too familiar to you, James. <laughs> anyway, it's terrible. Yeah. Um. Anyway, that we managed to offend a few people. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we're gonna get labeled as like an anti-transphobic, a trans, very transphobic podcast. But we're talking about aliens, and aliens are hot. What do you mean? Remember, that was one of the things that we're talking about. That YouTube is. Highlighting alien videos we'll put and that stuff now. Up. Yep. We're really going to confuse our algorithm. Yeah. Because we're slamming transgender people. Yeah. But we're Not really the alien. people. Just to be clear, I don't mind the people. It's the it's the, it's the 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 forced ridiculousness True. True. Right. That, around them. I, right. I that's what I mean. That's yeah. A better way to put it. I know. I know. Yeah. It's easy to hate the, you know, or not hate, but like, the yeah, it's. Anyways, I'm sure we're on some list somewhere. We are. We are on the list. For sure. That's why we get flagged every time we post to YouTube. <laughs> our content is repetitive. Unwanted. Yeah, unwanted, untargeted or something. Untargeted, repetitive, and unwanted. That's right. So, all right. That's what I got here. Okay, I got one more. You ready? Fuck yeah. Okay, so, you know how we're always told that you have to see somebody who looks like you to encourage you to participate, right? Okay. Like if you're a black female and you don't see any black females in STEM, well, you're not encouraged to participate, right? So you have to see, this is one of the pushes of like why we got to have equality of outcome, not equality of opportunity because we've got to push the, the number of faces that people are seeing of different things up whether they got there on their own merits or not because the theory is is that by seeing more of these people there you'll encourage more of people like them to participate and so that's going to be good for everybody somehow right and so i was uh realized like dude that is the most racist fucking sexist mindset in the entire world Right? So, I'll tell you why. Okay. I'm watching ESPN, and I'm watching uh, um, Kyler Murray. He's yep. quarterback for OU, yep. and he's uh, um, projected to be the first round draft, or first pick in the draft, and he's 5'10", which, you know, 10, 15 years ago, you couldn't be a quarterback of 5'10". Lots change. You can't just kill quarterbacks like you used to. Like, you, you used to have to physically be able to, like, you know, take the freaking beating. And so the game's changed. Like, Russell Wilson was one of, the, like, the first quarterbacks. You know, we had Doug Flutie back in the day, but, you know, he's, he's 5'10". And, and he goes to OU. And I'm from Oklahoma. No, I have anything to do with OU, but Oklahoma. <laughs> and 
and and I'm five ten, almost five eleven, five ten and three quarters, but I'm in that area. And so I'm watching this guy, and I'm like, I'm like, this is cool, you know? Like I I can see like, dude, I'm a five ten guy. You know, I, you know, being a quarterback was never really a thought for me on a lot of different levels. But I was like, dude, how cool is it? Like all these five ten guys out there now are like, dude, I can be a quarterback, you know? And so I'm like watching this guy from from OU's five ten throwing, and I'm like. I'm connecting with him. I'm like, I'm seeing myself in his story. And then I had this thought, well, I'm like, wait a minute, am I supposed to connect with this guy? He's a black guy, right? Like, he doesn't look like me. And that's when it hit me. Like, holy shit, right? Like, we're always told you're supposed to judge a book by, not supposed to judge a book by its cover, right? Like, what's inside a book? Stories. It's the stories behind people that you connect with. So it doesn't matter what you look like. It's like, what is your story? And it doesn't matter who you are, if there's an element in that person's story that you can connect with, then you're like, oh yeah, you know, some, even though you're a girl, you're like, oh wow, that guy came from the same place I did and overcame a lot of the stuff I did like to get in that. I can do that too. It's like, why, why is it just because he's a guy, like you can't connect with elements of the story or just because he's a different race than you, I can't connect with his story. I, have to, I can only connect with stories of people that look like me. Right? Like, that's what they're saying. Like, you have to judge this book by its cover. The most important thing for you to decide about whether this person is encouraging you to participate or not is what they look like. Not their story and how they got there. And I was like, dude, this is insane. You know, like, the I was telling Kelly, it's like, you know, you're a half-Asian woman, right? It's like, but you got two people and they're, uh, you know, in whatever field, right? Like science or, or whatever where people are like, you know, usually women are discouraged. We need to get these women in here, right? So you've got this this white guy, but he's from Hawaii. You know, he had a similar, you know, survived some of the hurricanes and had some of the same things that happened to you and, you know, was able to overcome those things and find a way to get into this field. And then you got this half Asian, uh, half Japanese woman from Connecticut who was, you know, some blue blood that grew up this super privileged background and like really has nothing in common with you at all like which of these two people are you going to connect more with right but the the what you're being told is that you you have to connect with the person that looks like you that's the most important thing i was like holy fuck that you're, you're basically teaching people to be racist you're and teaching sexist. Be racist you're yeah. teaching them to be racist and sexist by by with this mindset so anyways there you go i got you fired up Dude, if, if, when I realized what was going on, it really pissed me off because you realize like we're like teaching people to identify only with how someone looks is so fucking insidious and so divisive. It, it's insane. But see, I don't think, you know, like it is it is divisive and saying but I don't think that's the intention they don't mean to teach people those lessons they're, they're trying to teach other lessons but that's yeah. directly what right. that's yeah. directly what indirectly what they're doing and they just yeah. stick with it yeah. they don't bother to take the fucking veil off and look at really what's happening well they couldn't they couldn't see it that way right. like they obviously don't see it that way I mean I don't think that that's someone's intention right but when you you know again this is in the name of like making people feel included right. and trying to encourage Make them to participate and dude, I will admit, right, that like if you see someone who looks like you, 
there's it, odds are that their background might be similar to right. yours, right? It's like I think that there's a there's a correlation there, but I think that it's more that it's more like the story that you're connecting with than the person, and so it's like it's it's really more a matter of like you know I don't know highlighting that it's not fucking who uh, you know what what someone looks like. Like that's just yeah that's that that goes against everything that they say they're trying to be for, but by this point, man, it's just gotten to be like it's it's almost unveiled, and what it is is this whole movement, this whole thing is anti white male i mean it's it's really what it boils down to because that's what, like, all of this stuff that we've been talking about is, a lot of it is aimed at, I mean, the, the transgender thing is aimed at women, but on some level, it's the white males who are blamed for keeping this community down, the, and this is why we need to include them and keep, the, you know, let them participate like this, because they have traditionally been kept down by the white male, and so uh, it's, it, yeah, it's it almost getting to the point where it's unveiled because we're like, look, man, we got no problem with you guys. We got none. Like, you guys want to do what you want to do. We don't care. Why do you guys keep fucking pushing? And it's like, oh, like, you guys don't want equality. You want a pound of flesh. Mm-hmm. That's what it is. That's what it is. <clears throat> yeah. That's, that's what it is. Yeah. yeah. Eye for an eye. Yep. Yeah. That's what it is, man. And it's like, it's, yeah, it turns people into... Uh, Dude, revenge is a tough one. That's like where it said last time, like anger, revenge, it's that poison you take hoping the other person will die. Yeah. It's exactly <laughs> Dude, it how is. angry do you have to be? But so anyways, so there's my uh that was my uh social, social rants. Those my social good. rants, man. And they had you fired up, I like it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's funny. I had a couple good ones there. So <laughs> But um so anyways, I guess uh finish out a couple something jujitsu related. I've been training with my heart rate monitor, which has been really interesting. That's so, cool. It's been working out. Yeah. And, you know, it hasn't like hurt you or hurt your partner, or fallen off or gotten broken or anything like that, you know? I will say Fat Adam made me feel it a couple times. <laughs> I just, probably, I don't know. I just like to fuck with that guy. Um, he, uh, yeah, no, I, I was surprised. I, 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 on the Morpheus forum, um, you know, when you sign up for the Morpheus app, they got a Facebook group. And so I've seen people talk about rolling in it and I'm just like, and then there's inevitably someone who pops on and is like, why are you kidding? Like it's going to move around and someone's going to get neon belly and smash it smash in my it. sternum. And it's just, this I can't even imagine like heavy pressure from mount or something like that. And, uh, um, so yeah, I'd kind of thought the same thing, but I put it on and it's, it works surprisingly well. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. It, uh, but yeah, I got it running through the, the, the Morpheus app, so it kind of tracks my heart rate zones. It's got the three, like, recovery, and then conditioning, and then overload. And, uh, dude, rolling, it's, yeah, uh, it's hard. <laughs> it's fucking taxing on your heart. You think? The data's in. The data's in. I'm glad you, I'm glad you solved that fucking mystery for us. I was glad to find out it wasn't all in my mind. It's, uh. But no, they, dude, you do, you go into the red, like the, you go into your overload, 
What's your your overall like one eighty or above one sixty or something? Man, I can uh, I can tell you real quick. Like my zones, because that's the cool thing with the Morpheus app is it'll adjust your training zones based on your recovery level, mm-hmm. and so it'll it'll adjust a little bit from day to day. But uh, my zones. So today my overload zone was like anything over one sixty five. Okay, so it, it fluctuates a little bit. A little know, bit, day, yeah. Depending on your recovery. Yeah, it's not huge, day. but it, a few beats here and there. But yeah, so like. Recovery zone for me today was like 100 to 147, and then conditioning was 148 to 164, and then the overload was 165 to 185, <laughs> and uh, yeah, I think I maxed out, man. It's uh, dude, my I think I got up to like 181. Did you really? Yeah, going probably going with Adam. Adam. And uh, dude, I don't even know what I got up to with Randy. <laughs> I gotta have to check that one too, um, but. Uh, yeah, so just seeing how where the heart rate goes, and it is, man, dude, it goes into that high, and it and it's up there, so and it stays. So the conditioning is uh, it's interesting, man. It's like the hardest fucking interval session you can possibly do. Like if someone was to tell you to get on a bike and recreate the, that heart rate pattern, you're not gonna. It'd be fucking the hardest thing. You'd just be so bored too. So- yeah, to mentally push you, keep yourself at that heart rate, and then explode, and then try to recover, then explode. Like yeah. you're not gonna do it. Are you hitting that condition? You're gonna hold that thing for yeah. next ninety seconds, man. Go, come on, push. Yeah, you're not gonna do that. It's gonna no. be really tough mentally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like how you, there's just the only thing to recreate rolling is rolling. rolling. Like trying to stop someone from choke the life out of you. Yeah, there's I mean, there's definitely things you can do with your conditioning program to manipulate some things here and there. But you're not. You can't. You're never gonna quite. Repeat. No, you're, you'll get you, close. If you feel like you're gassing out on the mat and you're like, your answer is, I need a conditioning program. It's like, no, you need fucking roll Just more. Roll you more. Need, yeah, more time rolling. So, uh, you know, most of the time, there's definitely a time place for conditioning, but. Forgot who it was. I was talking to somebody, and I was like, "Man, that's just normal." And that's the other thing too with rolling. Just like intervals, the, the problem is, is as you get fitter, you push yourself harder. Mm-hmm. So like now, now I'm able to hit those high heart rates and like sustain them and keep pushing harder. So it's like I'm fitter, but I just keep pushing myself harder. You don't ever, it's funny. You never feel like drastically fitter. You know what I mean? No, no, <laughs> you just man. Get different levels of tired. Yeah, yeah. It never. It feels like this. I'm just like fuck. I'm. Just, just get tired every time I roll. Every time I roll. From the first time I slapped hands as a white belt to my last roll today, like when I'm done rolling, I'm fucking <laughs> done. <laughs> so, it must be my heart rate zones or something. But anyway, so that's that's, that's cool. It's been working out though. Yeah, and then I told you the the super interesting thing was the recovery. That we're always told, like you know, when you're done working. You know, stand up, walk around, hands on, you know, hands up, hands big over chest, your head. Yeah, yeah. yeah, big chest. You know, last thing you want to do is hunched sit over. down, lean over, you know, elbows on your knees, just hunched over. And I don't know who I saw it. Uh, it was one of the rare times I got something positive from Instagram. But they, uh, yeah, somebody posted something saying and he had a picture of a guy all hunched over and he had a guy a picture of a guy like you know standing up trying to do the good recovery stuff and he was like which one of these athletes do you think recovered better after his round of intervals he's like if you think it's the one on the right you know the guy standing you're wrong and you know went on to say that like you know actually your heart rate recovers faster if you just 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 sit down and relax and just yeah and 
um, I had noticed that that was the thing that freaked me out the most was the first time I rolled was how poorly my heart rate recovered between rounds. And that after about three rounds, I wasn't getting back into the recovery zone before my next round started. So I'm starting... Already elevated. Yeah, like 150 beats per minute, you know? And we were talking about this earlier. Like, it's not going to be... Things are not going to go well. So you're already starting uh, a little gassed. And that really had me a little like, fuck, what the hell? And obviously, one, a 5-to-1 work-to-rest ratio is like you know, doing five minutes on with a minute rest, that's really hard. It's tough. Very hard. Like, you're you're not going to recover super great in a minute between those rounds. Um, so I was wondering if that's what it was. If it was just like, man, that is just too much. The work thrust ratio, ratio is just too much. And I need to start taking more strategic rounds off because, you know, I could tell, I could see like, oh, like there are rounds where I'm feeling so gassed that like my jujitsu is not good. And you know, we've talked, there's a time and place for that, but it's not necessarily the best thing to do all the time to take yourself that deep. And, and so I was like, man, do I need to like take more time off or whatever? But then I saw that post and so I decided to try it and it was crazy, man. I showed you the, the graphs and you could see clearly that that when I started just when the when the round was over instead of jumping up and get a drink, going get something. a drink, walking around, you know, trying to get my breath back, I just like was done, just sat there, man, sat on my knees, hunched over, just whatever kind of felt like I wanted to do to recover, I did. I just sat there breathing, man. You could just see my heart rate just. It makes sense. Yeah. I, mean, I don't know. I wonder where the old quote-unquote wisdom came from that you should stand tall I was above your head. I was told it's the lungs. It's like when you're hunched over, you're, you can't get good deep breaths because you're, you're literally cutting off your lung capacity. And so, you know, that's why you want to stand up and, you know, like, you know, get your hands up over your head. I remember right. in track, that was the thing. It was like, man, you get done with that sprint, you do not lean over, hands on the knees, you, you're up, hands up, Getting good deep breaths, full lungs, like that's that's what we were told. I wonder where that came from. I I think that's what it was. Was just like logic. It makes sense logically. Yeah. Well, is there any science to it? You know what I mean? Yeah, I don't and think so. I'm sure it was probably some bullshit. There was probably some some coach back in the day would make like say his wrestlers do that. Like, oh, if you stand up and don't look tired, it's going to be a mental advantage over your opponent. Right, right, right. right? And so then somebody else sees it. Oh, why are they doing that? Everybody else is hunched over. Oh, they're winning. Oh, it probably helps him breathe better, you know what I mean? Yeah. It, it probably just fucking came from something stupid like that. Yeah. Next thing you know, it just got indoctrinated into the... I mean, it definitely makes bullshit. sense. I mean, if you're looking at, like, one dude, and he's, like, jumping up and, right. you know, looking like he's good to go, and the other guy's hunched over, right. looking like he's just, you know, he's dying. Uh, yeah, you would think something, but from my experience... It's it, interesting. It, yeah, so, yeah, I'm going to keep doing it, because it definitely made a difference, man. And I can feel the difference when I'm rolling, too. I mean, I'll... Now, when I'm not going into my later rounds, you know, my heart rate's so high, it takes, you know, Randy at least 45 seconds to get <laughs> into the red. I'm not going to lie, he smiled pretty good today. When I was like, hey, Randy, go fuck James up. He had a little twinkle in his eye, you know what I mean? I'm sure, man, I'm sure. He's <laughs> getting the fucking green light. He basically like, yes. All right, Rob, okay, yeah. I didn't really need your approval, yeah, but this man. makes it even better. I wasn't thinking about that, but yeah, that, that sounds like a fucking great idea. Thanks for... Putting that in my head. I was thinking about going home, kissing my wife. I'm fucking James up right now. This sounds this sounds, sounds way better. 
All the other shit can wait. Yeah, that shit can wait. It sounds way more like immediate gain. Yeah. So you're welcome. Thank you, man. No problem. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, it's been good. I told you I've been rolling with him more. So uh, since you've been hurt and just some other factors around the gym, and it's not like I ever really avoided the guy, but we just when you've got like a bajillion training partners, it's easy to miss people sometimes. And uh, you know, him and I can be the same way. Like. I'll wait for him to call me out and he'll wait for me to call him out and so we can miss each other sometimes <laughs> but now it's like yeah I look around the mat and I'm like huh well I got like fucking three good training partners here and Randy's one of them so just getting fucked up by Randy getting fucked up by Randy a couple <laughs> times so yeah it's uh god man he's such a good training partner yep. we talked about that he's, he's one of those guys where it's almost unfair he's making us so much better and he doesn't have many people there to push him the same way so it uh definitely getting the better end of the deal at least that's all, what i tell myself all we can crushing do is, my face yeah. <laughs> i'm getting the better end of the deal man <laughs> this is so good for me this is so good for me <laughs> feel so sorry for you randy you don't know how good it is on this end <laughs> well, that's uh, one way to look at it yeah that's what i gotta do it's awesome mental coping skills yeah so that's it, man. I say we call it. I'm tapped out. I'm yeah. Messy. My fucking leg hurts. Yeah. I'm gonna lay down around and yeah. Yeah. Fuck it. Sounds good. Call it a day. Yeah. See you guys. See ya. Thank you for listening to the Grumpy Guy BJJ podcast. Thank you all for listening. You can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever else you listen to podcasts. Please make sure to subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help and will allow us to keep putting out episodes. If you have any questions, comments, or ideas, hit us up at grumpyguybjj at gmail.com. Also, go to our website, grumpyguybjj.com, and get signed up for podcast updates and get our free BJJ Improvement Starter Kit. That's it for now, so get on the mat, train hard, and talk to you all next week. Doggy school, foggy cool, got a froggy outside Molly dude. Now they're calling Daisy Duke, hanging by the lace of their shoes. No trace of the tools, shaped into face, fuck the rules. Snooze, you lose. One eye always open, it times two. No clue, but soon a brief monsoon might give you a view to choose. Stay tuned, include, won't conclude. To the end is near, beware, there's consequences for what you do. To me, demon. The devil of many levels, I keep on feeding For several of them rebels Me, myself, he died Me, myself, he died